June 26, 1975. Governor Byrne tells New Jersey residents the issue at stake in tomorrow's income tax vote is the state of New Jersey. Unconfirmed reports that two FBI agents have been shot to death on the Sioux Indian Reservation in South Dakota. This is Lester Smith reporting. Next news as it happens. Next scheduled news, 11 o'clock over WOR Radio 710, the talk of New York. that has this fantastic uh, eye for statistics, you know? You know, figures, numbers, and all that stuff. And he keeps a notebook on how many times he's been given the business. And uh, he says, in this past year alone, very interesting statistic, in this last year alone, he has lost over $87.40 in various slots into which he has put his life's blood in hopes of getting something back. And uh, he said, you know, he says he's begun to realize now that's a major industry. You know, there there are companies that just they're now putting on uh, putting out on the streets machines. You know, with the, with the come-ons in it. You know, like uh, candy bars, uh, like uh, you know, it's like it, it, hey, that's a great idea. Did it ever occur to you that maybe what's happening? You had you to the the the, the uh, shifty vending company. Uh, you know, it's spelled S-H-I-F-T-Y-Y with little umlauts over it. See, Shifty Vendling. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> What's the story, Jerry? Well, uh, you know, if you uh, think of it, this would be a great, great business because how many times have you ever put a quarter in a machine? You know, you, you, your tongue is hanging out. <laughs> you know, like a great Dane, you know. <laughs> your tongue is dribbling, you know. <laughs> Oh God! Wouldn't it be great to have a yeah yeah? How about a cold uh, a cold uh, <laughs> yeah anything cold? And there's this machine. See, it's got cold Pepsi, Tab, uh, all those uh, you know Doctor Peppa, uh, all these great things. You don't mind if I use the New York pronunciation, do you? I bet not one of you can tell me what Doctor Peppa got his doctorate in. Not one of you. 
That's right, and I'll bet there isn't one of you here in New York can tell me what Dr. Brown got his doctorate in. You remember the cream soda king? What Dr. Brown, he's a, you know, what, what, what is your doctor, right? Okay, and don't come back, you know, he's, a, he's not a nutritionist. No, no, you'd be surprised what he got his doctorate in. He's like Dr. Fu Manchu, another one. But uh, nevertheless, uh, <laughs> Dr. No, how many of you know Dr. No? I'll bet not one of you know that Dr. No took his degree in botany. In botany. And he took his degree at Iowa State. His transcript is still on file there. But uh, his first name, by the way, was Clarence. In spite of the... What's, what's the matter with you? What are you, a prejudice? What's the matter with you? What is this? Uh-huh. The yellow peril and all that? I know, you're prejudiced. I know your type. But, uh, no, come on, don't back away. Admit it. Come on, admit it. Klutz. But, uh, nevertheless, I, no, I, why don't you just stand up and be honest and wallow in your klutzdom? Enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, how many of us, you know, we, you go up to this machine, see, you, oh, oh, God, oh, oh, there's a machine, see? You put a quarter in, It's and there's a, they, they, they have these gimmicks on them, like coin change return slot. You seen that? What a gimmick. Then, there's, then they also put this little phony handle on the side that says, Coin Return. Huh. huh. How long has it been since one of those has worked? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's like the same button, you know, that uh, they have in the elevator that says uh, Start or it says, uh, you know, yeah, Emergency. You know, you press that button, what happens? A boxing glove comes out of the wall and cracks you on. That's what happens. I figure, you know, if you're going to have an emergency, you want it to be stunned, you know, so you don't scream and uh, cause the fireman any trouble. Bam! It hits you in the eye. <laughs> Down you go. <laughs> well, gee, why, why do I think like this? What's the matter with me? I could have grown up and been Johnny Carson. He doesn't think like this. Sits around there and he makes nice, funny little remarks about Phyllis Diller. Gee whiz. Wowie, did you realize that I started out with the same upbringing and the same honest, reliable, sober, industrious face that that Mike Douglas has got? I could have grown up walking around saying, gee, isn't Tony Fields funny, folks? Let's give her a hand. I could have done that. Instead, I'm sitting here thinking about putting quarters in fake Coke machines. You pull a thing and nothing. You hear this clank. Your quarter goes down to join all the other suckers, yeah? Wow, down on the bottom. Then you hit the machine, the machine gives you a shock, right? And then it says a coin return lever. And you grab the coin return lever and you, ah, you pull it. Nothing. You pull it again. And the cop comes over and says, move along, buddy. What are you trying to do? Break the machine. So no, my quarter's in it. He says, watch, let me show you. And he goes, he says, well, move along. Yeah, we'll lose some, you win some. How long is the bench since you won some? Right. Let's put it this way. You lose some and you lose some. That's the way the game is played. So please, will you please? All right, please. Hello, this is Guy Lombardo to tell you about the marvelous show we're presenting this year at the Jones Beach Theater. It's Rodgers and Hammerstein's great American musical, Oklahoma. And with all those wonderful songs and dances, the entire family will love them. Oklahoma plays nightly at 8.30, and after the show, enjoy free dancing to the Royal Canadians in the Schaefer Dance Tent. For information, call 516-221-1000. Oklahoma at the Jones Beach Theater. Listen, I know one company here in Midtown Manhattan that put a whole series of vending machines 
you know, for its employees. It put a whole series of vending machines, and curiously enough, they have not worked since the day they put them in there. See, but they still take the nickels and the quarters. And uh, have you ever seen the little sign on the side of the machine that says, "In case of trouble, call Mrs. Gumpox on the twenty-eighth floor"? You know, what a fake number that is. <laughs> Your call is automatically routed to Cleveland on the walks line. Tomorrow, Friday, you can be the first to see what's new in Long Island, home and apartment opportunities, and save gasoline to boot. Did I still say to boot? I, You know, I thought that went out with uh, aw shucks humor, you know? Herb Schreiner and all that. Friday's big Long Island press early bird party home section permits you to shop for your dream home a full day ahead of your competition. Read the ads. See photos, drawings, floor plans, the latest trends in homes, plus tips on how and where to obtain the best deals in home financing, all the new ideas, the new orgy room for the basement. Be sure to get your early bird home section exclusively in Friday's Long Island Press, the paper that cares about Long Island. What's that about the basement? Did you miss that? I'm not going to repeat it. I do not chew my cabbage twice. Especially that kind of cabbage. That's terrible. Heaven's sake, they used to have a romper room in the basement and a playroom. Now look what they got in the basement. Good heavens, mirrors on the walls, the whole bit. Would you please? If you will. Hi, this is Danny Davis of the Nashville Brass, and I'm really looking forward to being with you at the Waterloo Village Music Festival in the bicentennial town of Waterloo Village, New Jersey. Waterloo, that was a bad scene. I'm also doubly happy that the Pure Prairie League will be appearing with us on June 27th and 28th. Did he say the Pure Prairie Apes? like their great hit, Amy. Hey, that's a great hit, Amy. I know you, Amy. Find out more about the whole Waterloo Music Festival. Just an hour from New York City by calling 201-347-4700. Oh, shucks. Then come on out and breathe the fresh night music. All of the performers on this show are RCA recording artists. What a little name. Yeah, see, I fit right here with that gig. I've been there before, boy. I know what all that's about. I, I, I wish I could tell you the phrase that's actually used in the business to describe that music. The last word is kicking. First word is an ancient Anglo-Saxon word which has great honorable connotations. Uh, <laughs> how are your connotations these days, huh? Ah, uh, how my garden grows. You know, while we're on the subject of, uh, it's gonna, you know, the, I just think that would be a great business to go into. In fact, I think there must be seven people in this business right now in New York. The phony vending machine. Ah, uh, listen, I had a very interesting discussion one day with AT and T on the phone about that. Yeah, you know, how many times have you ever had this experience? You know, you're, you're, it's a driving rain, see, and uh, there's only one payphone, and uh, there it is, this little payphone, and there's a large fat lady in there who apparently is either falling asleep or is in a coma in there, and uh, she's got the phone stuck in her ear, see, and every once in a while her rubber lips move, and uh, she's been there since, oh, last spring. And, uh, you know, the plants are beginning to sprout out of her dress and stuff, see? So, <laughs> what's the matter, Art? I mean, what's the matter? We're only talking about life here. And so, I mean, you haven't been there. You live in Teaneck. You haven't been in life so long you don't remember what it's like. 
Oh, no, you should be out here with the people. Oh, yes, what we call, uh, right, Center City, that has a mystique to it. So the, the minute that the rain comes down in Center City, two things happen instantly. See, the cabs, by the way, are fixed up with a new moisture-sensitive photoelectric cell that the minute that a, the first drop of water hits the top of a cab, instantly, the driver has no control over it, of course. It's all electrically done. Instantly, his off-duty sign comes on without any control from him. Uh, his doors automatically lock, and his hand goes out the window for $10. Just like that, zap, boom, pow. So, you know, that's the way you get the cab. You wave a $20 bill in the air, you know. And you'd be surprised how many guys are suddenly on duty. They're going to Brooklyn! You know? Say, no, three blocks! He ain't going that way! And uh, so it's six of one half than the other. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, when the rain hits in this town, instantly two things happen. All cabs are off duty, right? All subways are two and a half hours late, instantly. But the most uh, significantly and, I think, fascinating uh, difference is all phone booths suddenly are filled with large ladies making interminable calls. Either that or short, angry guys who keep hollering in the phone, All right now, Manny, shut up and listen! Okay, that, uh... That's, <laughs> if you stood outside of that phone booth, <laughs> those phone booth Indians... <laughs> These desperate-looking guys who are always buying their suits where the big iron door clangs, you know. <laughs> They're always on the phone. Yeah, I'd love to get the next phone booth to some of these guys. Here's some great stuff, you know. Now, look, Manny, I told you she wouldn't fall for it. Now, try up. I don't, I don't want to hear this anymore. You're always wising up after the fact. Right. Well, then the next time you go out and sell it. I'm on 48th Street. What do you think, stupid? No, I ain't got cab fare. Yeah. Well, you can tell him what to do. I don't care what he said. You know, you sit there and say, what is this they're doing? You know, what kind of scene? <laughs> this is dumb. Have you ever heard one of these conversations leaking through your phone while you're waiting? You, you hear these voices go, you try to hear them. You just hear one or two little words come out like, you say, wait, are you all right? And all of a sudden you hear something, a mysterious sound. Scream. My God, I've heard a murder. I can't tell the phone company, you know, that you're down here at Liggett's and you just heard this fantastic. This is WOR New York. Right. WOR New York. Zabigi Apples. The Swallows. La Pomme. La Grosse Pomme. Arthur promised to return. The Fifties return. Oh. What return? A tax return. But the greatest return of them all is the return of the Pink Panther. It is my business to look at trouble. Peter Sellers <laughs> in the Return of the Pink Panther, rated G. General audiences. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Wait, I have a tag or Rooney on that. Don't I something about that at UA theaters? Yeah, here it is. UA Red Carpet Theaters everywhere. Yeah, it's my business to look at the problems. Yes, I remember one scene where Clouseau is coming into his office. He walks in, and you see hanging on the wall a portrait of General de Gaulle. Le grand general. He walks in, he says, he says, Mon Dieu! He salutes. And he sits down, that's all. <laughs> you remember that scene? Then there was another scene where he, he's sitting at his desk, and the phone rings, and he says, Be calm, madame. 
and you hear a lot of scream, screaming and yelling on the phone. He says, ah, be calm. It is my duty to know of these evil things. <laughs> he says, it will not shock me. Tell me. And she goes, wah, 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 and up the phone flies out of his He says, good God, no. Mon Dieu, I am shocked. And he hangs up. Then the time his sleeve fell off. Well, you know. <laughs> We're talking about Inspector Clouseau. Have you ever seen him? You must. It's Peter Sellers. And Inspector, Inspector Clouseau is always saying things like, it is my duty to be the man who understands the clues. And you can see a smoking gun laying down, and he stumbles over it. You know, he says, what is this in the way? And somebody says, but it's a smoking gun, Clouseau. He says, oh, well, get it out. Whether you have to leave the guns around the house. And someone says, but it is a clue. He says, don't tell me what is a clue. It is my duty to know these. All right. You, I do it well, don't I? <laughs> That's perfect, Clouseau. <laughs> Clouseau. Well, all right. Let's get on to the business. I can do it in the Clouseau accent. If you had to call in the plumber, the carpenter la Christian lately. Not bad, right? If you have to do these things, you should become a family handyman. That's silly. I'll save the family handyman. It embarrasses me to talk about it. We don't have family handyman types listening to us. I mean, they're all listening to Patsy McCann. You know. <laughs> Good heavens. Family handyman. Well, all right, all right. If you want to fix the stuff around your house, you know, if you want to how to work those wrenches and the pliers and the soldering iron. Listen, I know a guy that burned up a Castro convertible in his first try with a soldering iron. Didn't even take practice. Went up in flames. It was fantastic. See what you can do? <laughs> you need talent. If you would like to get the Family Handyman magazine, which will tell you how to do all these wonderful things, helpful magazine for only six ninety five. You get the ten big issues. Family Handyman calls this number area two one two. That is in New York. Two four five three nine hundred. Two four five three nine hundred. Ask for the Family Handyman. You can tell him by the sound of the fuses blowing. Right, kaboom, the lights go out, and you know as a family handyman has struck again. I'm Jimmy Breslin, and I'm tired of hearing how much money John Dean made. I'm tired of Jeb Stewart Magruder confessing, it's and I'm tired, tired of, of Jimmy Richard Nixon. Breslin. Tired Let's of forget him, about them. I'd rather tell you about some people who did something for the country. Peter Rodino, a John Doerr, Chip O'Neill, the men who put Nixon out. I tell you about them in my new bestseller, How the Good Guys Finally Won. Oh, wow, it is my kind of look at the impeachment summer in Washington. Published by Viking, the price is six ninety five. Oh, it's cheap at half the price. Indeed, him all. Uh, truly, him C'est Jimmy Brennan. Jimmy Brennan, le grand primitif. You know that phrase, le grand primitif. La grand gauche. 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 He's gauche. Gauche. Push, rush. Huh? Well, uh, excuse me. It carries away. That's because <laughs> always does this. <laughs> I get carried away. I'm excuse, excuse. Oh, madame, I have poison. Oh, I have poison. Black check. Cockroach powder on your dress. I'm sorry. How's that for a lead-in for a commercial? I have po- Oh, I'm sorry, madame. I have squirted you with the black jack cockroach commercial here. Oh, you are not a cockroach. You probably know about blackjack ant and roach killer, the outstanding household insecticide in the black and red aerosol can. It's murder on resistant strains of cockroaches and other crawling insects. I never thought I'd see the day when I would be doing a commercial for outright murder. 
Those poor little cockroaches, the meek shall inherit the earth. And they got fevers. That is the meek. So, uh, nevertheless, did you see that article the other day about the armies giving up on cockroaches? They spent $1.7 million in a research uh, campaign to do away with cockroaches in the barracks. Yeah, they they, they said, we're, we're going to finally do it. See, if we can if we can make an atom bomb, you know that old idea. My God, if we can get a guy on a moon. And so they put all this dough, and they worked and worked, and they just got bigger and stronger and meaner and more of them. The more money they spent, the more of them come out from underneath the bunks. And so they finally said, to, and this is the quote, well, we're looking for a breakthrough. They ain't going to get it. Nature's been looking for that breakthrough for years, but this will help you. Blackjack, household fly, and mosquito spray for crawling and flying insects. Reminds you of some of the kids you know, right? Safeguard Chemical Corporation, manufacturers of more than 40 outstanding household products. Blackjack. Hey, didn't they used to have a gum named that? Right, Major Teeth Black, right. Right. <laughs> That's right. All right, all right. You know, I can't help it. I don't make the news. I don't report it. They did have a blackjack gum. <laughs> Wasn't there something called T-Berry? T-Berry. Always reminded me, every time I heard that name, reminded me of a, of a, of a cartoon character uh, of a senator. Senator Alvin T. T-Berry. I don't know why. Wrigley's reminds me of worms. All right. Yeah, the T-Berry Shuffle. Right, get out there and dance, 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 you dancing fool. The T-Berry Shuffle. Give me a little music there. I'll do a little of that dancing, please, if you will. Dance, dance, dance. You... Right. <laughs> what a shock. He puts this on and on comes El Capo, man. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. You ain't seen nothing yet. At ease, man. At ease. Now, you can stand at ease. I have a lot of business to take care of here. I got the clipboard. A lot of details have yet to be completed here. All right, company, I said at ease. Come on now, you guys. Take it easy there. Okay, let's see. Uh, all right, gang. Uh, if you can think of the names of three good friends, you're probably better off than anybody in your neighborhood. Do you have three good friends? That's right. That's the correct. <laughs> one never knows whether one has a friend or not until you make a 3 a.m. call. So, Charlie, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. And you'll find out how many friends you got. Don't confuse acquaintance with friends. Don't include people who are clinging to you because they think one day they may have to make a 3 a.m. call to you. It is the other way that it counts is a phrase famous to the Clouseau types. Nevertheless, if you have three good friends, they can help you save over $130 on a fabulous one-week party cruise to Bermuda on the Costa Line's beautiful Americas. For seven days, that's with a K, so that's why it's pronounced that way. For seven days, Americas. Americanus. That's it. Americanus. 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 Well, it's Greek. 
Come on, they don't talk that in Staten Island often. Americanus, Americanus. For seven days and seven nights, you wake up to breakfast in bed, enjoy four gourmet daily meals, swing to a nightlife that never seems to stop, plus explore Bermuda for three days and nights. It's très élégant. Here's how it works. Just share a room with three friends. Well, that can be exciting right there. And you'll each pay only $325 for one full week of fun. You may not even be interested in breakfast or anything. Just that, you know, I can see the steward running by saying, I do not know what is going on in there. I have heard nothing but noises all the, all the trip. Yelling and screaming and shootings. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Americanus is registered in Greece. Price is based on inside deluxe staterooms. That's three. The number is 682-3505. Monday, June 30th, will be a night of champions at Madison Square Garden. There will be three title fights in one dynamite night. See the Galinda Zahamata bout for the World Light Heavyweight Championship, the Monzon Lakata fight for the World Middleweight title, then for the World Heavyweight crown, Joe Bugner against Muhammad Ali on the giant color screen from Malaysia. Buy tickets now at the Garden Box Office and all Ticketron outlets. Don't forget, June 30th, two on the scene and one on the screen at Madison Square Garden. Oh, it's getting mad. Madness is everywhere. I mean, what? it's getting to the point now where, where guys go to see a boxing match, and then they see before it, they all sit in front of a giant screen, and they watch replays of old boxing matches. I mean, real ones. <laughs> that could be dangerous. <laughs> I mean, it's like going to the World Series, see, and you're sitting down there back at third base, and uh, the World Series clubs go out on the field, and they say, ladies and gentlemen, give me the little echo chamber. Please. Please. That's just a little too much. Just a wee bit. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 249th American National League World Series. Before the beginning of today's game, Lefty Gumpox is on the mound for the New York Mets. Charlie Big Eagle Rutabaggy is on the mound for the Kansas City Athletics. And while the teams warm up in the screen in the center field bleacher section, we will show you a replay of the 1950 World Series featuring the Philadelphia Kids and who the hell ever they played. And now... Turn out the lights and on with the 1950 World Series. Madness. And you sit there and you watch the 1950 World Series, and then the guys go out and play the current World Series. That could be very, very discouraging. After you watch Lou Gehrig rifle four of them into the upper deck, and then you watch Bud Harrelson hit. Okay, let's give the final one here, please. Hello, this is Guy Lombardo to tell you about the marvelous show we're presenting this year at the Jones Beach Theater. It's Rodgers and Hammerstein's great American musical, Oklahoma. And with all those wonderful songs and dances, the entire family will love it. Oklahoma plays nightly at 8.30, and after the show, enjoy free dancing to the Royal Canadians in the Schaefer Dance Tent. For information, call 516-221-1000. Oklahoma at the Jones Beach Theater. Hey, listen, I saw a great scene. Do you mind if I report a great scene that I saw the other day in this A&W root beer stand? Yeah, it was <laughs> a great scene. <laughs> yeah, well, all right, you know, if you're going to know about the people, you got to know about them, you know, you got to go there. And not only that, you know, I like a good glass of root beer once in a while. 
So uh, anyway, I'm in the A&W root beer stand. See? <laughs> this guy falls in next to me. <laughs> He's got this 53 Dodge convertible. Oh, I'll tell you, that 53 Dodge convertible was truly creatively ugly. I mean, it was so ugly it had a certain amount of charm. It's like looking at a hooded cobra. You know, you can't help but look at the cobra because it is sort of beautiful, you know, with those green scales and all that stuff. But, oh, wow. And uh, he drives him, blue smoke all over the place. See? And uh, he, he, hollers, he hollers in at the kid that's running the, the root beer machine. Hey, give me two steins here for me and Gloria. And uh, at that point, he says, and, uh, how about a couple of dogs, huh? Go away. Mustard, hot dog, a whole bit. You know, onions, yeah. So the, the kid in there, he's knocking them together. See, So he's sitting there, he's being very casual. You know, he's, he's one of these guys, you know, who uh, just two years ago discovered Nehru suits. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, you know the kind, see? And, uh, and he's been wearing a crew cut, see, up to 1973. And now he's discovered long hair, see? So now, now he's now that it's going the other way, see, he's got hair that comes down all the way down to his buttocks, you know, which are very large, see? So he's sitting in the in the front seat of the, of the Dodge, like, playing it real cool. It's like he's got a body shirt. And you wonder why guys with bodies like that get body shirts, you know? It's like putting a body shirt on a Graf Zeppelin. So, uh, you know, he's sitting there, you know, real cool. And uh, at that point, he's, uh, I could see they're talking. He's talking to this chick, scene, and he's got these great big sunglasses. You know the kind, the Italian cheapies, you know the kind? You know, it's a special 89 cents, you know, the great big ones, you know. Just look like the real ones, you know, that guys like uh, Marcello Marciani wear, and, uh, you know, guys like uh, Roberto Rossellini, the mysterious film director, wears when he's at the Cannes Film Festival. So he's got his shades on, see, and he's... And the kids in there knocking to get the hot dogs. And uh, for those of you who are curious, this was uh, a, uh, let's put it this way, this was an A&W right in the heart of A&W root beer country. That's a special, right on Route 3. Oh, yes, Route 3. Route 3 is a rich, succulent, mother load of slob art. Uh, you just drive along Route 3 and you see more great stuff. Wowie. You know they've got a diner on Route 3. You know the diner has undergone many metamorphoses in the... Uh, in uh, the Jersey, and I, by the way, I, I, I would say that the diner is the native New Jersey architectural form that you see no other place in the country. Do you see anything remotely of approaching a Jersey diner, or is it better known a diner? So uh, they they have a special form. Now I wonder how many Jersey diner fans know that the diner phrase comes from the fact that they used to have diners on trains. Do they know that? Well, they don't, huh? Well, all right, you're learning this esoteric information here, see? And the diner on the train was actually a, a, a railroad car. So the diner architecture in Jersey is, is vaguely suggestive of a railroad car. They have metal sides, you know, the whole bit, you know. And uh, even some of them, actually, uh, they've, they've mocked up a diner. You know, you see this thing here with the... Yeah, you see, it's a real diner, see? Except it doesn't say things like uh, uh, Whispering Glades, Wisconsin on the side, number 422 Penn Railroad, which would be kind of great, see? But no, 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 you don't have that kind of imagination with the diner crowd, you know. There's one diner called the Golden Dream Diner. That's a beautiful name for a diner, the Golden Dream. And it's right in the worst section of Route 22. You drive along at fist fights and used window shade places, you know, and <laughs> wires and neon signs are blowing up all around you. And here's the Golden Dream. And, you know, you sit in there at the counter at the Golden Dream, you know, 
And this guy's walking back and forth with his apron on. He says, what do you want? And you see, that's part of the golden dream. Yes, this is what I dreamed of in those jungles of Vietnam. Coming back to this golden dream. Yeah, where a man can sit like a man and order ham and eggs. And he can yell, they're rotten! Take them back! Yes, that's what America's all about. <laughs> you know, it's it's the it's 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 freedom, it's truth, it's liberty, it's ice cubes, it's A and W root beer, and so uh, I drive into the A and W. You want to see what happened? Then see, oh wait, you haven't heard the great scene. See, oh the scene actually unfolded like uh, you know like some, well it looked like something out of Monty Python Circus, right out of it. See. See, Monty Python Circus, I've been doing that stuff for years, as you know. I mean, it's good. Yeah, see, only I do it verbally. That's the only way you can do it. See, so here is this guy sitting there. He's got the body shirt, you know, the really elegant one with the with the early Victorian needlepoint design. Oh, it's fantastic. See, he's sitting there, and he's got the stretch pants and the whole bit. See, he's got he's got Italian boots that he got at Fava, the whole bit. He's sitting there, you know, in his Dodge. And uh, he hollers to the guy, he says, hey, listen, he said, you got any apple pie, huh? Well, you know, it's just so American. It's just bringing tears to my eyes. Apple pie and A&W root beer. Oh, yeah, you know, he's doing it all, see. Sears robot glasses, everything. So he's sitting there. And it was that moment, that one of the great moments in my recent uh, observing of the human species, Slopus Americanus, has, uh, has actually come to true fruition. He reaches over in the glove compartment, see? He goes, bam, he hits the glove compartment. You know, the little, the little thing on the thing that's uh, that fake lock that never locks? See, he hits it, bam, the glove compartment opens up. All his stuff flies out. And all over the girl, you know, all kinds of stuff are falling out, like old root beer cans and stuff. And uh, she says, what are you doing? He says, oh, wait a minute. He reaches in there. And I'm, I'm sitting right next to him. See, I'm drinking my A&W. Looking real cool, see, and he's uh, I'm just observing the scene. I didn't, see, I had only I had these these one way glasses, you know. I keep these glasses on that look like mirrors. See, he can't tell that I'm looking at him. See, <laughs> so yeah, I use that in bird watching too. See, the birds get fooled by that too. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't watch the kind of birds you watch. So if you think I go out and watch double-breasted Orioles, forget it. I watch double-breasted birds, but they ain't Orioles. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, I have a, a neat little duck blind, which I've created. I uh, put it on the corner of 10th and Hudson, and uh, it looks like a, a waste disposal can. You know, it says, make our city a cleaner city, you know. And it's, I just tell you, it folds, see, and I hide in it. It's got a seat in there. And you just look out, and you see unbelievable stuff, see. Once in a while, somebody throws coffee grounds on your head, but outside of that, you know, you get used to that. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> and this guy is playing it real cool, see. You know, he, he, I, I, I just wish, I hope, I, I don't know his name. I just hope it's Aki. There's a perfect name for him, Aki or Herbie. Or, yeah, Herbie's good. Yeah, Herbie's good. Hey, Orb! You know, it's, a, it's the way it's called. You know, when you see Herb approaching third base, you know, they're playing a, a, the plant softball game. Hey, Orb! Hey! Hey, Herbie, I got a couple of hits in them bat tonight, huh? huh? Well... So old Herbie's sitting there, see, <laughs> playing it big in the A&W, and he takes out of the of the glove compartment a butane lighter. You know the kind you see, 89-cent special, they always come on a card that says $1.79, only nobody pays $1.79, or always 69 cents. And so he's got his he he's got his beautiful he's got his beautiful lighter see that's a lighter you know no yeah you know. so he takes his lighter and he and the girl says what's that you know so he shows it to her see he goes psh, 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 
and it lights up. Say, God, you could see she's amazed. Like, oh, let me see that. And so she tries it a couple of times, and she can't get it going. You know how you have to press the little knob on it, see she can't make it. She, well, it's not working. He says, give me that, stupid. I love Jersey romance. It has a certain basic vitality to it, you know. Come on, give me that, stupid, you know. Or another another Jersey phrase that that is so touching when you hear it is, give me the ketchup, will you? How much are you going to use? That's a... That's uh, that's heard often at McDonald's during the mating season, you know, the exchange of the ketchup bottle. You know, the plastic one that's shaped like a, a tomato, you know, with the plastic green leaves on the top, and you squirt and the stuff flies out. Right, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's all part of our life. That's our life. I, mean, I dig it, you know. Well, sure, you, there's a place that sells donuts that I went into once that had a little a little fake New Englander made out of plastic and you squeezed his head and fake maple syrup maple syrup came out of his he had a pipe. You turn it like that and it came out. Well haven't you seen those? I have a plastic Uncle Sam. That's right. And he's waving mysteriously, I cannot figure it out, a red flag. Did you see that? Talk about subversive. There's Uncle Sam there. Yeah, and it's for mounting on your car. It's got a little, uh, you know, a little magnet on the bottom, you know, for in your 53 Dodge. You can mount it on the thing there, see, right next to your, your you know, your plastic religious figures with the little halos that go on the top of the springs, you know, and your little Casey Stengel from the old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the head that goes back. Right, you got it. Number 37 on the back. And so, uh, yeah, I got little Uncle Sam there, and he's waving a red flag. What is this? I mean, you know, somebody's doing something to somebody at the Western Auto. That's all I got to say. Right. You've been in Western Auto recently. I love that. You don't know what that is? Sure, of course. Any true, any true basic American knows the Pep Boys, Manny, Moe, and Jack. He doesn't know who they are, but you do. <laughs> you see, Shepard's got all these references, see? I just cut them out, man. You can tell the sheep from the goats. He's cut out now. He doesn't know who Manny, Moe, and Jack are. You know the one in the middle with the big black... All right, the glasses? Huh? Manny, Moe, and Jack. All right. So, anyway, I'm sitting in the car. Would you please prepare my patriotic music? Stars and Stripes for... No, 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 no. You look at this cover, you will find Stars and Stripes forever. So you look it over there, and while I'm preparing the scene here... So I'm sitting in the A&W, and, you know, I'm drinking a root beer, and uh, and I look across, and I'm, I'm with this very elegant uh, girl, who, by the way, uh, when I suggested going to the A&W, she thought it was one of these chic east side joints, you know, like Charlie O's and that. <laughs> she, I said, I'm going to go in the A&W. And she says, uh, the A&W? Uh, the A&W? And I said, yeah, the A&W. They have a couple, you know, I have a couple of steins. And uh, she said, oh, well. Uh, well, all right. And so when I suddenly veered off Route 3 like that into a cloud of dust and gravel, she couldn't figure, oh, here we are with this little orange place, you know, and all these guys running around there. I said, this is the A&W. Oh. It was funny. Our whole relationship changed there briefly and uh, has never gotten back. I mean, you can just you can blow your whole future that way, you know. So we're sitting in the A&W right there, and she's being very quiet. And I said, hey, watch. This is fun to be good over here. She says, uh... I just don't like people that stare at other people. I said, I am not staring at other people. I am observing the passing scene. I mean, for crying out loud, when you're, when, you're a, when you're an American artist and you want to refer to American life, you have to look at the... You, you, just, can't, you just can't sit here and, and sit here and look at a steering wheel. 
says, well, that's what you say. I said, that's what I say. So I'm sitting there drinking a beer, see, and I'm watching Aki. And Aki's got the lighter. And uh, he's got one that's day-glow orange, you know, which made it even more fascinating. He said, day-glow orange is very big with the jersey types. You know, if you can get day-glow orange jockey shorts, he would get them. You know, if you can get day-glow orange beach balls, he's got it all, day-glow orange. Have you, have you ever seen anything as vulgar as New York television swimming pool commercials? Good Lord, I mean, hey, come on in! That water's great! Oh, get in a swimming pool with that slob, you'd have to take a shower when you got out. You know, you're worried about, you know, have <laughs> you seen that? Swimming? Unbelievable. I mean, and, 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 and there's, there's some swimming pool commercials that you just wonder, you know, who it is who's buying these swimming pools. You know, there's this bunch of chimpanzees are out there digging holes. So, uh, never... <laughs> <laughs> and swimming, throwing coconuts at each other. Hey, watch this, Fred! You know, wham! So uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching the scene with Aki, see? And he's got this day-glow orange lighter. And he's got the root beer in the other hand. Now get this, the root beer's coming, and he's got the lighter. And and he's got this little tray hanging out the side, and his hot dogs are over there, see? And he's got the root beer, and he says, Well, here's to us! And he goes, bang, you know? And she bang with the root beer, see? And the root beer squirts out all over his body shirt. And at that point, he takes a sub, you know, big slurp of the root beer, and ah, I said, that's really good. And they puts the root beer down on the on the on this uh, little tray, see. And then he reaches very elegantly into the shirt pocket of his body shirt. Now he's one of these guys who thinks he's really playing it big when he has these white owl tipped little cigars. You know, that's uh, you know, give her a show. <laughs> so he takes one of these little cigars out, see, and he sticks it in his trap just as he says, ah, he says, well, you know, he says, I always like a cigar. What a good meal. And uh, he takes the light, he takes the lighter, and he goes, boom, and it goes, there's a tremendous flame leaps out of it. Somehow he has moved the little, you know, the little knob, it goes, whoop, and his sunglasses are on fire. Boop, his sunglasses, what the hell's going on? His sunglasses are burning. And I'm sitting there watching these 89 cent sunglasses burn. He throws <laughs> He takes the sunglasses off and he's hitting them on his lap. And then his pants start smoking. He throws it out and he pours root beer all over his glasses. What the hell's going on here? I says, I have just seen a true American scene. A pair of 69 cent Roberto Rossellini sunglasses on fire from a 69-cent cut-rate butane lighter in the parking lot of the A&W. What could be more American? Bring it up there, big. And by the way, for those of you who would like to know the obscene lyrics for this piece of music, send your name and address to Bicentennial in care of this station. How much time do we have? Oh, that answers the question. Why, <laughs> George? And so wherever he is tonight, the guy with that, uh, you know, it's funny. He burnt the bridge of his nose. Sunglasses, you know, these sunglasses. Have you ever seen a pair of sunglasses catching fire on a guy? 
I mean, half of them are made of celluloid. That isn't plastic. You ever seen a celluloid comb burn? Listen, I, I know a guy that one time sat down in a celluloid comb in his pair of blue jeans, and he sat also on a package of matches. A human Roman candle. <laughs> he broke the 100-yard dash record. Uh, going straight up. Here, here we go. <laughs> Summertime, friends. Yes, romance will blossom now at the A&W's all over this great land of ours. Outside of the jack-in-the-boxes, everywhere. Wherever man gathers to meet men. Wherever the rich, full life of America is lived. The Dairy Queen. Yes. Carvel's. Yes. The Great Eastern. Yes. The A&P frozen food section. All of these things are the rich panorama of America in the 70s. This is W.O.R. New York. Stay tuned for In Conversation.